Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here. So we'll be talking all things fantasy sports for the next 55 minutes. Coming to you live from the Stingray Studios. The show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leducs, Bruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall. Give them a look-see online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Com. Today on this show, uh, we'll be taking a look back at the NFL season that was in terms of fantasy. Uh, let us know at the text line, one 401 1440 Did you win your championship over the weekend? I can proudly say that I won my 7th and ninth place matchup for the first time. One in both leagues throughout the entirety of the season. When it mattered, I was telling Brandon I built a championship team to win on championship weekend. Uh, Brandon, you played in actually two league finals. How'd it go for you? A uh, bit of a mixed bag, and uh, the good thing is the league I won, my dynasty league uh, with a bunch of the boys from back home, that uh, emerging victorious, that was the higher buy-in league, so the payout on that, I'm very, very happy with. The uh, the e-transfer came to this morning during the <laughs> Kevin Carey show, so who knows, maybe I'll, uh, I'll go treat us to lunch after this, oh, Connor, yeah. you and I, uh, with my uh, my spoils of war. Um, on the other one, my, uh, my super flex keeper. Faced uh, QB issues at the number two spot all season. Uh, and my big risky choice of Jaron Hall at QB2 uh, did not pan out. But that really did not matter. I lost by a very wide margin. Uh, shout out my buddy Skoro. Uh, he came in and uh, celebrated New Year's Eve with us in Fort Saskatchewan. Um, and we didn't even bother watching Sunday Night Football because I needed Jaron Hall and Justin Jefferson to combine for about 70 <laughs> oh no wait 35 points but it needed to be 35 points more than Jordan Love who, uh, who went who, off who obviously had a great game he also his other quarterback Lamar Jackson who had a tremendous game it was uh it was not a situation where I was in line to win basically from the start even with the big performance from CeeDee Lamb on Saturday night so all things considered I'll happily take it a second place finish you know entry fee back uh, plus two or times two basically and a little bit of bragging rights because after our original dra- or draft this fall I took a lot of flack in that group chat for my quarterback selections of CJ Stroud and Kenny Pickett one of those guys did not obviously not work out so well but uh, it, I got Pick a couple, pe- um, pick a couple keepers. Pardon me, and uh, I'm really already looking forward to next season, as I always am. As soon as fantasy football ends, I've already started putting in the uh, the grind work, scouting some rookies during bowl games, uh, and, and sizing up where I'm going to go with my draft uh, next August. Um, but uh, now I can focus my attention to hockey, Connor, where we all know I have lots of room for improvement. Well, yeah, and I was going to say, if you had a Minnesota Vikings player and you were counting him on that, you know, mm. fine night to make a play, no. it just wasn't happening. And then, I mean, hey, if you started Johnny Munt. <laughs> Good on ya. I your, your team probably stunk and you were in a big time desperation Unless mode. you you were a Hawkinson <laughs> owner and you just picked up the automatic replacement. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you would have looked elsewhere first, but maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Um, you did talk about our fantasy pool. It it seems as if Koskinen 2.0 was running away with this one. Uh, he's got 26 points between he and the second place person who is actually the Connors. That's me sitting in second place. What happens if I get second? Maybe I get a Wilhawk beef jerky gift card and a, a hat or something. I don't know what the prize will be for myself. But right now, Koskinen in 2.0. First, we've got Haas sitting in third and then Boldy getting Iho sitting in fourth. Awesome Rossum sitting in fifth. Brandon, as I scroll down, you're 39th. But like you said, plenty of room for improvement. You're only like 100 points back. Yeah, that's not that much. The season right? begins now. That's I'm a second half guy, and uh, <laughs> I have multiple times brought it up that 
Uh, actually, if you look at kind of the, the deeper dive and disregard a very poor start for my team, I'm kind of like the Edmonton Oilers. If you just take out that first like month of the season, I'd actually be right in the mix. I'm not going to be able to top by any stretch, but I'm certainly not not toiling in the last, next to last, next to next to last like I have been virtually since day one. So, um, yeah, th- this is maybe a write-off, but I can still salvage my uh, my fantasy hockey uh, daily leagues or week-to-week leagues, pardon me. Um, hopefully I can turn those around and get back into the playoff picture. A couple more wins this weekend. And... Um, yeah, I don't know. Happy New Year, Connor. Uh, how was your New Year's Eve? Did you uh, celebrate by watching the Vikings get absolutely torched by the Green Bay Packers? Ooh, no, no. You know what? Uh, Happy New Year to you as well and all of our listeners. It's the second. I've already moved on from my New Year's we, we, praise. I'll, I'll obviously want to hear what you have to say here, but Frank mm. asked Kevin this this morning um, during the Carrie Show Frank's uh, weekly hit Tuesdays and Thursdays about how long is acceptable to say Happy New Year. Kevin said he's like saying it for the whole month of January. <laughs> Really? Which is preposterous. I give it a couple days max. Like the 6th, 7th, maybe? A week. A week. Maybe. Because when I book a show, I'll usually like send yeah, a text. Happy out, New Year. Happy New Year. But I'm telling you that's going to last maybe one or one day more. That's it. Mm. Then it's hope you had a great week. Would I, you be free to join Jason Craig today? Yeah. How would you like to come on the radio? Yeah. It's a, uh, uh, you know what? New Year's was okay. You know, f- father time is undefeated. I'm getting old. I don't necessarily enjoy going out to crowded places did you make anymore. It, did you make it to midnight? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's not a problem. I'm Kevin, a night guy. Kevin so. did not. 10.30 p.m. 10:30. bedtime. Well, he's a morning show guy now. That was Sunday night. Yeah. He Typically, he'd be working Mondays. I guess. I think he's 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 past that. He's trained. We, uh, we went to the casino, won a couple bucks. Then we looked to go for dinner, didn't make reservations, so obviously couldn't find a spot. Went home, skipped the dishes, watched a movie. Watch some sports and then, yeah, celebrate a New Year's. How about you, Brandon? Uh, I migrated back to Fort Saskatchewan where uh, I'd lived for the past couple of years. A friend of mine there, uh, his fiance, our friend from in the city came out, our friend from Mundare, who Kevin calls the Big Cebolia, the aforementioned Scott Rowland from Manville. We had a nice little crew of, uh, of fellas. We went to the ODR for a little bit, kind of slapped some pucks around, had a few cold ones, tipped them back, and then uh, ordered a smorgasbord of Chinese food. Mm-hmm. Uh, picked it up on our way back to the house to watch Oilers Ducks and a little bit of Vikings Packers. And um, and it, we didn't leave the house either. We just sat there and played some cards, uh, had some drinks. Got it. I, I've never been a big uh, video game guy, but like the Nintendo Switch, which is kind of like the newest whatever, it was the Nintendos and then the Wii, and now it's back to the Nintendo, and it's, like, all handheld, but you can put on the TV, whatever. Play, like, Mario Party. Great game. And, uh, and like, Wii Sports and Mario Golf and stuff. Oh, it was it was a ride of a time. I was, uh, at a certain point, I couldn't really understand some of the rules of the Mario Party games because I had, um, you know, indulged in a few inebriating substances, a few cold beers. So that confused me for a bit. But I, once I figured it out, uh, it was too late. We'd already lost, me and my teammates. But it was, it's a lot of fun. And then, yeah, you get the cards in the mix and, uh, and a few drinks. I think you, it's hard to have a bad time if you're among good friends, whether it's out on the town, in your own home, in a vehicle, on a road trip, whatever. Like, it's just a, it's about the people you surround yourself with. How's that for you? That's it. That, that's the key to life and happiness, Brandon, It's who you surround <laughs> yourself with. I've got it. I've figured it out. <laughs> you figured it out. Uh, mark the day down. You figured it out today. Uh, college football, you did touch on it uh, in your update there, I believe, and uh, I'm just looking here. We've got uh, the national championship now set for next Monday. Number one, Michigan. Number two, Washington. You know, 
I got I, I tweeted it last night. I just said thank you college football. Like that was amazing. That that was overtime in one game. You know, then Texas having a chance to try and make it close towards the end. But oh, what a performance from Washington! What a good night of college football. It, it was awesome. Uh, I didn't watch any of the morning bowl games. I was watching the Winter Classic and the uh, Toronto New York PWHL game, which we'll get uh, to. Which we will get <laughs> to. It's pretty uh pretty good start for them. Uh, but yeah, the the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. It's you know it's the the pinnacle of college football here on new year's day. I'm hoping the national championship will live up to the billing with two, what are seemingly evenly matched teams. Um, I was really impressed with, with uh, Michael Penix jr. And the Washington club. I will say this. I, I definitely thought they were going to lose on that final drive, because if there's one thing we know about a pac 12 defense, it is uh, not very good. And um, they, they gave up the one big play, but then, I mean, Hey, huge defensive play in the end zone on the final, uh, final chance at it. Love to see it. I think the better team won in both games, and uh, I'm already very, very excited for next week's Natty. Yeah, it's going to be really good, uh, Michigan. I, I felt bad the way the the play went for Bama, the little QB keeper, and he, he slips. Well, yeah, the bad snap. Like that, and, that's yeah. too bad for a game to end that way, but Michigan holding on. Jim Harbaugh will have to wait a week longer before officially joining the L.A. Chargers, I think. you got to wait till the season ends anyways, but uh, good for Harbaugh. And then, yeah, man, panics. Like, I, we're we're going to have to wait and see what, what happens at the Combine, but this year's quarterback class is going to be unbelievable. Like Shape, is, shaping is, up that way. Is Quinn Ewers going to declare too? I think all reports are leaning no. But my thing is... So he's going to hold... Arch has to be back up that, again? That's what I'm saying. Like, will Texas play him over Arch Manning? Like, I, I you're, you're going to return to college <laughs> to be a backup? Would he transfer? Pull a Jalen Hurts and go to Oklahoma to let... Tua, a.k.a. Arch Manning, take the reins? Because Now, granted, when Jalen Hurts transferred from uh, Bama to Oklahoma, he was pulled in that national in championship national game, game in favor of Tua. What if we see that next week? Whoa. Well, there, there Texas was, is done, though. So. There was points... Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> do, do we? There's no third point place yeah, game. There, there should be a third place game. Get on the books. Um, no, I. there was a point where we thought we might see Arch Manning yesterday, though. Uh, Ewers took that hit, and it was they had to get checked out, like probably whatever college's version of the concussion protocol is. Manning was helmet on warming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have loved to see him get in the game. Quinn Me Ewers, too. Like, Quinn, what's this hype about? Quinn Ewers was not particularly good yesterday. But, I mean, hey, Texas still found a way to be in the mix. And uh, he said the Galen will chance to win the game on the last play. So uh, I guess he can't have played, couldn't have played that bad if that was the case. No, no. I mean, that was uh, it was a great day of football. Morning games, like you said. Uh, how about the Toronto Raptors uh, picking up the win over the Cleveland Cavaliers? With R.J. Barrett, the hometown kid, making his debut. He had 19 points from a fantasy perspective, and we're going to dive a little bit more into basketball now that football's done. We'll, we'll try to have a guest on at least once a week, uh, but holy cow, Pascal Siakam. I mean, if if there's one guy that can benefit from not having to be the number one guy, I think it's Pascal Siakam. Yeah. Even the number two guy. Kinda, yeah, share the load a little bit, right? If he's and, number three, like when the Raptors were so good, he had Kawhi, then Kyle Lowry, then kind of Pascal. I don't know if Vlad Vitt was in there as well, but now, you know, if you can have Barrett as the guy or Scotty Barnes is the guy and Pascal Siakam kind of creates those mismatches. Now it'd help if he goes, you know, pretty good (laughs) 13 of 20 every game, but that's going to be an interesting one to see how that goes. Obviously the big trade, uh, OG Ananobi going to the New York Knicks over the weekend and RJ Barrett coming home. Very cool to see. And then you mentioned that the PWHL 
First ever game, New Year's Day. Now, the timing, there was a lot going on, but the league had to kick off. You and I kind of talked about it. We wish there was team names and logos so we could maybe pick a team that Find we wanted to cheer to for, for based on that. Uh, but the game did not disappoint. I, for nothing, yes. But, uh, we, you know, there was some physicality in it. I think that's the thing we gotta got to embrace got, in that game. Got a little heated, and that that's what makes it entertaining because these women are, are – I mean, they're pro athletes. They're just as competitive as their male counterparts um, in their respective sports. But it's it's literally the rules of of their version of the game kind of restricts them a little bit. But they didn't let that hold back, and the refs kind of let them play too, which was great. Uh, that physical nature coming out, and hopefully we do see some rivalry start to to generate uh, because of this, maybe between players that are normally teammates on their respective national teams, or we see some of the Canada-U.S. rivalry start to bleed over um, when you play against each other on the international stage, now within their own league. So it sets itself up nicely. Yes, I'm still a little disappointed about the names and the logos and the jerseys, (laughs) but I can put that on the back burner to celebrate the fact the league is up and running, and I'm excited to uh, keep tabs on game number uh, two today, Montreal and Ottawa. Yeah, and I mean, those are teams I'm looking at to potentially hop on the bandwagon. I wasn't really feeling Toronto... Uh, I'm sure there was some some Toronto jokes thrown their way after that loss to New York for nothing. From a fantasy perspective, I mean, if you had Kareem Schroeder, twenty nine to twenty nine, yeah, yeah not, not a bad, bad start for her. Alex That's, Carpenter, I'm going to be. I, I think Ottawa is maybe a team I'm going to uh, latch onto. Emirates Mashmeyer, local product uh, from just northeast of the city here, playing net for Ottawa. Um, she seems like an easy, easy local local product to root for. So maybe Ottawa will be my team. Yeah, and she was on the Jason Greger show. She was fantastic. So that that is certainly one to look at. Uh, Marie Philippe Plan, Philippe Plan is uh, going to be tonight playing for Montreal. That, I mean, we'll see how she does. Like the, the goat. Yeah, well, like, for the people that maybe only got to see her because. Let's be real. It was tough to watch some, uh, you know, her previous action. You only really saw like the the big matchups against the United States, the Olympics. This is cool. This is really cool because you got TSN and CBC doing games. I'm uh, looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty is the text line. Montana DeRice says going out for New Year's sucks after the age of twenty five. I can appreciate that. There was a time when I'd, I'd want to go out to White Ave or Jasper Ave, and then you know it's. 130 you're you're about to leave you go outside it was tougher pre-uber but the cabs were tough to come by so if you didn't have a ride or someone driving for you it could be a struggle to get home uh, that's a little bit better and then yeah i would say i would agree about the age of 25 i kind of thought maybe we just stay in stay at a house party and uh have some fun that way but i don't know brandon you stayed in you didn't go out you're over 25 is that yeah, the age? well over 25 at this point i'm creeping up on Creeping up on 30 pretty oh quick here, gosh. actually. <laughs> so old. Yeah, <laughs> yikes. Um, no, the, the bar scene, I didn't really go out to bars with the except like during my college years I did. And we would go usually, and even then it was, yeah, house parties were usually more the, the scene. What we used to do actually was um, a friend of mine from out by Manville, uh, in between basically Manville, Minburn, and a place called Bruno, a bunch of very, very small towns. Uh, there's a place called Bruno Hall. It's just this, like, shack in the middle, and a community hall, basically, but a very old one. And uh, they'd kind of host a party, get the fireworks going, um, get some bartenders, uh, like, cheap drink tickets, whatever. And uh, it was all for a fundraiser to refurbish and uh, renovate this hall. But that's what we did on New Year's Eve. We'd drive out there, and then one person would be, you know, your DD to drive us back to whether um, whoever's nearest farm we were staying at, back into Manville. Uh, so that was a lot of fun, but that much like the bar thing got old when you're about 25, because even as you get older and keep going, the local people 
it's like it's a local party. It's still like, okay, now the 18-year-olds are coming in and you just feel so old there as the, you age yourself and you don't get any of the references or uh, how people talk or any of the music. It all sounds bad to you. So, yeah, I'd stay stay in your comfort zone on New Year's Eve. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, uh, with you know not going out in the town and the crowds are – I've done New Year's Eve in Vegas. It's not a good time. <laughs> it's way too many people. I'd be like finding the corner of the worst hotel or what was – populated casino and just hunkering down for the new year that would have been smarter but that's not we tried to venture onto the strip and it was it is there's more people than i've ever seen in my entire life you you can't move well you lived it only and it still keeps me up at night <laughs> only millions of people per year can say they've done that i assume millions? millions i don't know there's a lot of people in vegas maybe maybe not millions thousands thousands tens of thousands for sure in the history of vegas millions have done it how about that? That's true. A little bustling metropolis of Vegas back in the 50s. You're hanging out with the mobsters on New Year's. Very fun. To now? Yeah, it's continued. Uh, just one a little thing to drop here. Connor Bedard named Rookie of the Month for December. 15 points in 15 games. He edged out Adam Fantilli, who had 13 points in 14 games played. Man, those two would have been nice at the World Juniors, hey? Yeah, them, Kevin Korczynski, Tristan Luno, uh, Tanner Molendick, uh, who both were on the roster but then sick and hurt, had to, to step out. Um, there's a, Zach a, oh, Benson. Zach, or Tyler, Zach Benson. Zach Benson. I, I always say Tyler Benson because I'm an idiot. Uh, Zach Benson. Yeah, but that, that's the, the issue Canada faces every year. It, it's just a reality. There's a, a good crop of American players that could have been there too. So um, they maybe would have, with their full crop, Canada got past the checks. Yeah, maybe, but I think they still would have faced a tough test uh, with the Americans regardless. So, Totally, totally. Tough one for Canada. Before you take your hate to the internet, remember they're kids. That's all I'm going to say. They're just kids. They're just kids. Not like Michael Penix Jr. and Bo Nix, who are not kids. Who are 27 years old. They're men. <laughs> we'll take a break. When we come back, more of your text, one 833 Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you for Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky here on Sports 1440. 11.25, it is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440 brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in the Duke, Spruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall. If you're coming to the West Ed location, take a walk past uh, the old Stingray Studios. Give us a wave, take a selfie, do whatever you want to do. Fix your hair. We've had that happen quite a few times here with our doors. They are quite see-through, so I don't know why people continue to do it. If you just took like two more steps, you could use the K97 window door thing, and it's more of a mirror, but Brandon, people do like using it. It's basically a two-way mirror on the K97 doors, and ours is no different than like the window of your car, like with the sun going. Like it is a little reflective, but like like you said, Connor, two more steps and you could get a full uh, body length mirror as if you're in the comfort of your own home to size yourself up, whether you're going for a hot date down the mall floor or a job interview. Maybe you're just trying to look your best as you do your morning walk around West Edmonton Mall, which we see plenty of that. Either way, um, we appreciate people. Lots of waves this morning, which is always welcome. Happy New Year to everybody. And uh, hoping everyone or wishing everyone the best in 2024 here in the mall and elsewhere. Yeah, it's going to be a great year, we hope. one 401 if you want to jump into the inbox. The inbox brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Our house is your house. At the Canadian Brew House, check out their app. It's really great, actually. You get some free stuff out of it. You can download rewards. 
from the App Store or Google Play. Start earning points and rewards at the CBH Plus. Get an order of garlic fingers just for signing up. Didn't your sister do that? No, it's because it was, it was her, her birthday. birthday. It was also, her birthday. Yeah, so more when, it's, when it. it's your month, when it's your birthday, that month you get a free order of garlic fingers. And uh, yeah, my sister and her boyfriend came to join me at a uh, Thursday night football game. Connor dipped in a little later as well. And yeah, we had a nice order of garlic fingers. They're so good. Yeah. Garlic, basically anything, put me down for two. I'm I'm the easily most easily sold person. Like when I'm going to Papa John's or like they're the you know, the cheesy bread garlic fingers. Um, every place has their own iteration of it, but like I always need an order of that. And it fills me up so much I always almost always have my entire pizza left over for like leftovers the next day. It's kind of a win win. Oh, big time. And then, you know, when you order on skip the dishes from them, they throw in those pierogies. I think it's like you spend 25 bucks to get that. You know I'm ordering chocolate cake every once in a while, so you might as well mix in some pierogies. Yeah, shout out to the Canadian Brew. It's going to be a great spot to watch uh, a lot of sports. Maybe you want to watch today's Oilers game as they take on the Philadelphia Flyers down at the Ice District tonight. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one. The Philadelphia Flyers, I think a team that have probably surprised people this year. 36 games played. They've got a record of 19-12-5. That's good for third in the Metro. And... Uh, a team that, you know, only 10 teams in the league right now have allowed less than 100 goals, and one of them would be the Philadelphia Flyers, who are at 99. Uh, so for the Edmonton Oilers, uh, playing some very good hockey as of late, of course. Uh, you know, you look statistically, obviously, Connor McDavid leading the way, 48 points on the season. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl, 40. Bouchard at 36. Hyman, 34. And Nugent Hopkins at 33. It drops off quite a bit down there after that. Evander Kane has 24 points on the season, 14 goals, though. But when you look at a couple of these guys who have been elevated to play with Leon Dreisaitl the last couple games here, Ryan McLeod and Warren Fogle playing, I mean, I would say probably the best hockey of their careers. I'd have to go back and look at Warren Fogle's time with the Carolina Hurricanes and what he was doing. But um, obviously the big game against the Anaheim Ducks, and Brandon, you said it, we don't want to give the them too much credit for dominating the Ducks, but it is still a pro franchise. Warren Fogle absolutely going off. He had five points. Uh, the games before that one, not counting the 3-2 shootout victory over the LA Kings on Saturday. He had a, an assist against San Jose. He had a goal and an assist against the New York Rangers and uh, in, in big goals in that one. For Ryan McLeod, also pointless against the Kings, but he was on a two-game or two-point streak. I don't even know how to say this. Multi-point Streak, multi-point game streak, <laughs> game multi. Any points in three straight. Two goals against the Devils, goal and assist against the Rangers and the Sharks. Pointless against the Kings, but two points against the Anaheim Ducks. I mean, if you're playing da- daily fantasy, we have to go check what the prices may be. But those guys on a, a line stack with Leon Drysaddle might be a great move. I, I think that's a great, great move because I cannot envision. I don't have it in front of me right now, but I cannot envision Ryan McLeod and or Warren Fogle being you know particularly expensive options. Um, at the wing spot, Leon, of course, is always going to run you a pretty penny. But at the rate that they're going right now, with uh, how McLeod has kind of his offense turned up since moving over to the wing, it's definitely an idea entertaining. I mean, yeah, get nights like tonight, there's 13 games in the NHL, so plenty to choose from. But if you do need some uh, some cheap options and to stack up the Oilers' second line, I think that'd be a pretty savvy move and a good chance of yielding some rewards. But a stingy opponent tonight in the Flyers, and on the same side. Uh, Oilers uh, goaltending might be a good play tonight because the Flyers also don't score a ton of goals despite their uh, their good record so far. So they play a defensive game. It's John Tortorello hockey uh, pretty well start to finish. 
You uh, look around the NHL tonight. There are some games for those of you who want to get in on the Daily Fantasy. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes and New York Rangers. That could be an interesting one. Uh, Sebastian Ajo has 11 points in his past three games. Uh, Svechnikov, multiple points in four straight games. That's probably what I should have said. Multiple point streak. Multiple. <laughs> I'm not even going to try that one anymore. Uh, Panarin, he's got a goal in his last four straight games. He had a hat trick on Saturday, 23 goals so far on the season. Uh, Jets taking on the Lightning. That's one where I would say there, there's going to be some points coming in this one. Uh, Connor Hellebuck, obviously, and you know Vasilevsky's two great goaltending uh, matchups there that they could potentially slow it down. But the teams do have the ability to put the puck in the net. You've got uh, Nikita Kucherov. He's got goals in three straight games. <laughs> 17 points in his last 13 games against the Jets. So obviously an opponent that he looks to. Uh, Nino Niederreiter might be a cheap option. He's got five goals in his last 17 games. Or sorry, last seven games. So having some uh, point production there. And then you got the Kings and the Leafs as well from Los Angeles. Uh, the Kings, you know, we saw them play the Oilers very well. They've got some weapons. It's a dangerous team. It would be an interesting playoff matchup if we were to see it once again. Toronto this season, 7-2-2 against the Western Conference. And uh, Austin Matthews, obviously, 29 goals so far in 33 games. He obviously won't be cheap, but if you can get him out there, uh, might be someone to look at. The text line, one 401 Ryan says, I had Fogel streamed last week after the games versus Anaheim. I'm definitely keeping him again this week. Yeah, for sure. He's playing good hockey. And like, I, I've said this the last couple of years. There's times when he's flying down the, the wing. I just see that seven, and I'm like, oh, it's McDavid. Uh, no, it's actually Warren Fogel. Uh, maybe I just have the worst hockey vision in, in the world, but just sometimes he flies out there and that assist he got going back a couple games where he played it out to Leon Drysaddle in front of the net. Like that, there was, that was beautiful. He's a very skilled guy and the, his best asset is, uh, well, maybe his work ethic and drive because yeah. he's a gritty player, but like he, he can fly he's a very gifted skater uh so i don't think you're i don't think you're out of line by saying that i mean yeah maybe in this the stride and the motion and the way they handle the puck when skating and the seven there's probably <laughs> a little bit of uh, a little bit of difference between uh mcdavid and fogel but i mean hey if you're uh, if you don't have a good good look and you just catch the edge of that seven on the right hand side of the jersey sure I'll, I'll give it to you connor i tweet it sometimes i'll just say man 37 looks like 97 sometimes and people like it they no not too many haters so Obviously not comparing the two, but uh, sometimes it just, when you get a quick glimpse, I see it. Uh, text here coming in from Eden, father of Arius. Good morning, gentlemen. Just wanted to wish you a happy new year and say dub bears. Well, Eden, happy new year to you as well. Da bears. Now that that's a topic we could uh, really dive into right now, because if you're a Chicago bears fan, fan, I mean, what do you do with Justin Fields? You've got the first overall pick. The Carolina Panthers, what, and what, what a steal that trade was last year. Number, you get number one, you get DJ Moore. I mean, Jalen, uh, not Jalen Carter. Um, who'd they pick at nine? The big guy. You're no help at all. No, I'm not. I just, is he, he plays defensive side of the football? Or maybe he's an O-lineman. <laughs> This is great radio. Great radio. Anyways, uh, I'm, was, I'm looking it up. It was an absolute fleecing, and now the Chicago Bears are going to have the first overall pick again. Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. Yeah. I remember. Crushed it. Uh, like, what do you do? Do you take Marvin Harrison first overall? And then you have Justin Fields throwing to DJ Moore and Maserati Marv. 
your run game's okay. Got Cole Kmet. Like all of a sudden, that offense is starting to look pretty good. Or could you trade that pick down and still get a good receiver? Like there's, this is a loaded draft in my opinion so far. Or do you like what? What would you do here? Would you trade Justin Fields and take Caleb Williams? What does Justin Fields fetch you? You're gonna have to resign him if you're a team that that acquires him. But this is the this is gonna be a really interesting offseason for the Chicago Bears, and I'm here for it. If I were the Chicago Bears, I would be holding on to Justin Fields. I think he is a shown like he's shown he hasn't shown as much growth this year. But how much of that can be blamed on play calling and scheme? And, of course, he had the injury as well in the middle of the season where we saw Tyler Bate, Tyler Bajant, Tyson Bajant, Tyson Bajant uh, come into the fold for a couple games, and people thought that he might be the one to supplant Justin Fields. Of course, we now look back at that as a pretty foolish notion. Um, but if you look down, as of right now, the draft order goes, the Chicago Bears via the Carolina Panthers, Washington Commanders, New England Patriots. Those are the top three picks. The Commanders and Patriots are, like, the Commanders, they're not sold on Sam Howell after how this season ended. If you'd asked the midway point of the season, you probably might have thought that they thought they had their quarterback of the future. I don't think they can anymore. Like, if the Patriots are willing to trade one for three and then with some sort of sweetener, whether it's next year's first, maybe a second, like, you don't have to absolutely clean their clock like you did the Panthers last year because you came out so ahead on that trade. You can basically just actually, like, make a come across or even technically almost lose this trade, but to fit what your needs uh, are necessary to, to, to acquire right now, which is, I would think Marvin Harrison. He's probably actually the best player in the draft, but he's not a quarterback. Yeah. So let the Patriots trade up to one. They can pick whatever quarterback they want. Probably Caleb Williams, the commanders. Maybe they take Sam Howell's old teammate at UNC and Drake may. And then there are the bears sitting at number three and they can take another dynamic wide receiver to grow with kind of this younger core they're building. Um, Roshan Johnson in the backfield, Justin Fields under center. Um, you still have a veteran guy in DJ Moore in the fold. Cole Komet. Like the Bears and the way their defense played the back half of the season, I think Bears fans have pretty decent reason to be optimistic, all stemming back to this trade that they made at last year's ahead of last year's draft. Like that was so one sided. Yeah. The Panthers deserve everything that's come their way because terrible trade. Their owner is way too involved in day-to-day operations of the team, and they stink. And I'm not going to like Bryce Young, basically a no-win no situation for him going there. The team's terrible. Um, I, I'm not out on him like as a long-term quarterback, but it's so rare we see guys of his size have success at the NFL level at a, for a first overall pick. That's, it's, it's dicey to me. I I still have this scenario in my head where they were talking about that trade and Ryan Poles, the Bears GM, said, I think I need more. And Carolina's like, okay, we'll give you DJ more. And he was like, he mutes his phone. He laughs. He's like, I meant a fourth round yeah, pick. Yeah, like some some late round pick yeah. as a little sweetener. Unmutes his phone, says, yeah, we'll take that. And proceeds to just dance out of his office. Like, you, I somehow got DJ more. Could you imagine I mean, if that's actually how it went down? It, why would you do that if you're we're gonna draft a number a, a quarterback number one overall but we're gonna trade away his number one receiver best. i mean hey they brought in adam thielen that would be great in nine, <laughs> 2015 it would have been a great well, he, like it just made no sense no so marvin harrison if he were to go first overall do you remember the last receiver to go first overall was it megatron 
No. Keyshawn Johnson. Oh. 1996. Wow. Where was, where was Calvin Johnson picked? Before that, Irving Fryer, the Patriots. Uh, He was, I want to say two. Behind a quarterback? We're going so far back now. I just remember Calvin Johnson. When you look him up, his uh, IMDB page comes up before his Wikipedia page. He like ran to the combine, wasn't going to run the 40, and then decided to. Yeah, 2007, he was second overall. Behind one of the biggest busts of all time, Jamarcus Russell. Aw. Yeah, that's tough. That So, Jamarcus Russell, huge bust. Calvin Johnson, Hall of Famer. Joe Thomas, Hall of Famer. Gaines Adams, I believe he passed away. Maybe not. Oh, he did in 2010. Only 26 years old. Very sad. Didn't pan out. Levi Brown. And then you had Laurent Landry, who was an absolute freak. Okay, football player. Adrian Peterson. AC. Stud. Hall of Famer. Patrick Willis. Hall of Famer. Darrell Rivas. Hall of Famer. Marshawn Lynch. I would think Hall of Famer. Pretty thin at the quarterback position in this draft. No, Brady you don't Quinn. like Brady Quinn. <laughs> yeah, he slipped too. Because people thought he might go higher. Greg Olson was in that draft? I thought Greg Olson was way older than that. I mean, it's pretty old. 38? Jeez. Just <laughs> kidding. Not that old. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be super intriguing as we get a little bit closer. Eden says, we're going to hold on to fields and trade down. I think that's good. And then you have right now the 10th pick. Bears playing pretty good football. I believe won five of their last seven. So that that their own pick might go higher, but yeah, if you can, especially if you could trade down to three, knowing currently that, in the eleventh spot, eleven, okay. So if you trade down to three, say Washington, and you know New England and Washington are going to go quarterback one two, you get Marv at three for a little bit cheaper. Why not? And also, if you're the Bears, like with your own pick, like people might say, oh yeah, you want to lose this last game to uh, you know maybe try and jump up back into the top ten. Realistically difference from say 9 to 11 or 12 is that enough of a difference as opposed to putting out the playoff hopes of your bitter rival Green Bay Packers the Packers look great on Sunday night but like you said the Bears have been playing good football I think this could be a competitive game and a little extra juice in it for the Bears to uh, to keep their like I said the Packers have lived on beating up on the Bears for yeah. what seems like a lifetime now I think I think the players would relish that opportunity to to sit them down and to keep them out of the playoff hunt. I would say for a team like Chicago who's on like wants to build momentum, a win would matter more than draft position, especially there. Hundred percent. On the flip side, guys got to learn to win. For the Chargers, for me, lose, lose because who cares? You don't even have your starting quarterback. Win or lose isn't going to change Herbert's mentality. How many of these players are going to be back on the team next year? Well, and the ones who are are going to be vets that don't care about last year. They'll be like, whatever. We can throw that away. Like Keenan Allen doesn't care. Herbert doesn't care. Whether it's Mac or Bosa, one of them will be cut, but they're not going to care. Lose games, get a better player. But for the Chicago Bears, yeah. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers embarrasses you. Says, we own you. Go out there and, and have some pride, play for it, get the win, and then you're still going to get a stud because you fleeced the Carolina Panthers last offseason. A one 1440 Send us your texts. we got St. Albert, Kevin, Cliff uh, texting in, and uh, maybe we'll throw out a New Year's resolution or two because I know, Brandon, you avoided it in in or out, but maybe maybe we have one. I don't know. We'll see. And if you have one, let us know. one 401 1440 It's Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Turkey on Sports 1440. 
11.45 here in the city. Connor Hallie, Brandon Douglas with you. Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Uh, coming up today on the old 1440. Uh, we'll take a look here. Of course, we have the lowdown with Low Tide. Low Tide is back in the building. And uh, Declan Kruger as well. Today on the show, they'll be joined by Bill Meltzer. He covers the Philadelphia Flyers for NHL.com. Also, Daniel Nugent-Bowman will be by at 1 o'clock from The Athletic. And then Jason Greger at 120 at 1.40. They'll do a little college football bowl season recap. And then we'll have the Jason Greger show coming up at 2 o'clock till 6. We'll have Charlie O'Connor of Philly Sports at 2.20. Josh Lewinberg to talk to the Toronto Raptors at 2.40. Our co-host, former NHLer Sean Brown, will be in at 3. Dave McCarthy at 3.20. Uh, Ian Furness of uh, Sports Talk in Seattle will join us at 4 o'clock. Uh, of course, the classic, the outdoor games. They beat the Vegas Golden Knights, the Kraken. We have got uh, Jason Strudwick at 4.20. Spec at 5. And then Derek Van Deest at 5.20. So that'll get you ready for the... Uh, the Oilers and Philadelphia Flyers, all that and more here on Sports 1440 today. Cliff and Red Deer says the Seahawks fans are Bears fans this week. Yeah, they certainly are. That's kind of the point uh, in the season we're at, where you're cheering on other teams. You just need those wins. I'm cheering on all those teams that are ahead of the Chargers in the draft. Pick up a win, baby. Chargers want to move up. Want to get a stud. St. Albert, Kevin says, I got in the eighth and final playoff spot and beat out the number one team in the quarterfinals and lost on the semis because I didn't play Robinson from the Rams and lost the third place matchup because I didn't start Reed. Brown from the Eagles was a disappointment in the playoffs. Overall, I'm happy with my season. Next season, would you look at Green Bay wide receivers? For sure. Number Year number two with Jordan Love, I think you'd have to. That The, the Packers are probably one of the most enticing um, like future prospect type, team, uh, type teams if you're talking fantasy. Whether like... I don't know if maybe your league allows like pickups in the last week. I know our league until someone complained, uh, you were you were restricted from waivers unless you were still in the main playoff bracket. Like even if you're in the consolation bracket, you could not pick up new players. Hmm. So uh, like this past week, and who knows, maybe if you still can, like to go and nab a couple guys that might be hanging out there if you're in a keeper or a dynasty league, just just to see because I mean you can always drop them before at the end of training camp or whatever the case if your roster expands. Uh, and your rookies kind of play out. But I'm very uh, interested in the Packers because their their entire team is young. Uh, Luke Musgrave, of course, basically lost the last half of his season to a, a, an injury, uh, dealing with concussion. Hopefully that's not lingering or long-term. Uh, I believe it was concussion anyway. Um, it, he's back in. He was having a great rookie season. He was kind of like a, a poor man Sam Laporta as a rookie tight end, basically. Uh, between him, Jalen Reed, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, these are all like players in their first second or third years i believe Mm -hmm. um with jordan love his first season as the starter under center like there is so much room for growth and you're doing it as a collective like you're not bringing in a veteran uh, wide receiver that now has to find rapport or anything or drafting a new rookie like they're just continuing to grow they'll get another pick this year um you know fill gaps elsewhere their defense is pretty (laughs) suspect uh, I don't know if they're uh, super happy with their decision to trade uh, Razul Douglas instead of maybe Jer, Jer Alexander, who's probably the better player, but health-wise, not necessarily uh, super good. But um, uh, Rashawn Gary up front, like he had a great season. So I think the Packers as a whole, like in their fan base, should be pretty pleased because I don't think anybody really expected them to be very good this season. The fact that they have a win and in playoff game in Week 18, good for them. Uh, am I hoping for them to get in the playoffs? No, not really. I'd like to see the Seahawks uh, get in instead. But 
I, I have to commend them. And to answer your question, Kevin, I absolutely think res, uh, Green Bay receivers and the tight end position should be uh, pretty high on people's uh, kind of scouting list to come training camp next fall. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of compare them to like, a, I don't want to say a poor man's, but a lesser Houston Texans. Texans had Collins, Dell, and Noah Brown all kind of break out on the scene this year. The Packers had Reed, Dobbs, Wicks, and even Christian Watson. I mean, he's missed time due to injury, but they, they've got a lot of weapons. So I don't know who would be number one, and it could all change obviously week to week and due to injury, but certainly the Packers receivers uh, showed out this year. Uh, Brandon, I, I wanted to throw this your way because uh, it is New Year's, and uh, I did this a couple of years ago with Jason Greger, and we had a lot of fun with it. Uh, we did a thing called Movie Monday, and uh, because I was someone who had not seen a lot of movies in my time, we did a, a New Year's resolution for me to watch 52 movies, one movie a, a week, and every Monday on the show, we would recap the movie and give it our grade. So I wanted to throw that out to you because you're kind of similar to me, where you have not seen the most movies. I, t- I take a lot of flack from Kevin for it, and I mean, some of them... I don't feel bad that I haven't seen them, but there are a pretty decent list. He's like, oh, you haven't seen that one? What are you doing? And I, I get it. I Movies are not really my thing. Like, I'm definitely more of a TV show guy than I guess I'd say a movie guy. But with that being said, I totally understand that uh, I'm missing out on a lot of some great films. Like, for, like, in the past year or two, I've only watched, like, the Green Mile for the first time, which I know was one of the ones on your list. Yeah. Um, Taxi Driver with De Niro. That was awesome. I love that one. Uh, so there, there are some that I'm more than happy and willing to expand my horizons a little bit uh, if we were to uh, to tag team this. Are we like, is it like a listener's suggestion on what ones to watch or is there a list we run down? Well, that's what I was thinking. I mean, text in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. What's a movie? And we'll start it off like, which, what's a movie we need to watch? This can be classic. This can be relatively new. Well, well, maybe we'll throw it out at the start of each show on Monday. I know today's Tuesday, but we didn't have a show on Monday. And uh, take your suggestions and try to find one. Uh, give everybody a week to watch it. The one thing that I, I did like when we did this previously is that people had said, you know, I, well, I hadn't seen that movie in 12 years. It's, it holds up, whatever it might be. So text those in. We'll pick a couple. Uh, for the sake of like Brandon, because Brandon might have seen less than I did because I had like that 52 movie head start on him. If there is one that I haven't seen in a long time and Brandon's never seen, definitely we'll, we'll throw it out there and, and rewatch it. And then we'll, we'll get your reviews as well as we get into the uh, into the theaters. Maybe one day like we can do like a big movie night. I don't know if they'll ever let us, but there is a theater right beside us. We could ask your candy says Fargo. Brandon, have you seen Fargo? That's different from Argo. It is. Which I have seen. Um, no, Fargo I have not. And that's what? also a TV show, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. They turned it into a TV show. Uh, I've seen neither of them. And then Tub Guy says, hey, boys, the list starts with Reservoir Dogs and goes on from there. Have you seen Reservoir Dogs? I have, but a very long time ago. So that's when I would be more than happy to rewatch and kind of get a, a, a fresh perspective on it now that I'm... Like, I think I was probably a teenager when I watched it. I think Fargo might be one that you need to see. I okay. haven't seen it in a long time, but... Uh, I, I think that might be one. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. See, that's that that's could, a Hitchcock film, right? No, no, I don't think so. Is it? I think Hitchcock might have been not alive anymore. Really? <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely Jack Nicholson. He's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I have not seen it regardless, so I will happily uh, check it out. Maybe that maybe that's the one we need to look at. 
St. Albert, Kevin says, are you guys going to start another fantasy league or contest now that the football season is over? Uh, we might do a playoff pool. We looked into the women's league and we couldn't find any site to, to start it up. And it'd be a lot of work to do it manually. So we might look into uh, doing one. We might get, we might even start up a basketball pool, to be totally honest with you. Could get into baseball as well when that starts. Uh, we've also got The Shining. Okay, so we're going to pick one of these. Uh, I've seen The Shining. I've seen three out of four that have come in so far. Send in your text, one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. We'll monitor it as uh, we hand things over to Alan Mitchell and the Lowdown with Low Tide. Maybe we'll even get Low Tide to throw it out there because I know uh, the people that listen to his show have a vast knowledge of movies. But uh, I like I like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I like Fargo. I like Reservoir Dogs. But I've seen those. So we'll see. We'll try to keep this going up throughout the year. Of course, Valentine's Day, we'll mix in a, a romance for Halloween. We'll get to some scary movies. Tub Guy says Gladiator, one of my favorite movies of all time. Raging Bull. I haven't seen that one since I was about 15. That was a long time ago. So that might be a good one as well. I'm going to ask Lotai to throw it out and see what you guys say there. We'll watch the text line, though. We'll pick one, and we'll announce that tomorrow on the show. Lotad will take Oh Brother Where Art Thou Yeah I, I could see that I know he That's a great movie He loves that soundtrack too So good uh, That's gonna do it for us Here on the program Big thank you all For tuning in And texting in today We'll be back tomorrow At 11 Check out the podcast Wherever you get your podcast from Right now though Let's get to a sports update Brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky Home of Alberta's Best Beef Jerky Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove And West Edmonton Mall WilhockBeefJerky.com Here is Brandon Douglas